0: Welcome to LMAO, Let's Make an Offer, the podcast that dives deep into the world of real estate, real estate life, and the Omaha metropolitan area. I'm your host, Mike Pettit from the MetroPros of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the industry, we've got you covered. So just sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh, learn, and make an offer with us. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Pettit with the Metro Pro of the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Welcome to our podcast, Let's Make an Offer. Um, we'll be talking throughout these podcasts about different topics that people want to hear about. Hopefully, we have some fun along the way, a few laughs here and there. Um, you know, We're going to talk about design stuff. We're going to talk about areas of, of Omaha. We're going to talk about investment properties. We're going to talk about how to help buyers, how to help sellers, things like that, um, and get into all the details and answer questions for you along the way. So, Today I've got uh, Bree Beck with us and uh, John Esterbrook. John Esterbrook is the owner of Option Mortgage here. And uh, John, let's hear a little bit about your background and, and why Option Mortgage is important to
1: clients. So, Option Mortgage is just that. I have a whole b- bunch of different options as pertain to investment properties and different loan options that you could do to secure your either your first rental property or over 10 rental properties. The big thing with rental properties is you can have up to ten rental properties on a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac scale. Anything over ten, you got to go commercial and or hard money or something like that. So which commercial
0: gets a little more expensive?
1: And the terms are not as favorable as a conforming loan.
0: So um, when we talk about investment properties, we'll dig into this with Bree as well. You have. Right now, what about 190 different lenders that you can work with? 197. 197 different lenders. Yeah. What's a what's a typical lender have as far as options for selling that loan? Because what happens is a lender will write up a loan, process that loan, but it's being sold to another yeah another bank or another company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so typically, like a loan officer will, you know, maybe it's a a big bank here. That's their only option.
1: That's their only option. Or if they're another retail type lender, they might uh, lend out to four different wholesale uh, lenders. And, and you've got 197 different options, right. which is amazing.
0: So uh, we'll dig into that more. But um, we've got Bree back here with us. Bree's an agent on the, on the MetroPros real estate team. Uh, Bree's doing a fantastic job. She, she represents her clients, buyers and sellers. She represents Pinecrest Homes and New Construction and um, does investment properties herself as well and helps her clients buy investment properties. So, Bree, tell us a little bit about you and your background and and, uh, what you like about real estate and helping people.
2: Okay. Well, my background, um, I mean, I went to school for marketing, Mm -hmm. um, and before I became an agent myself, I was doing marketing for 50 realtors and lenders across the country, Um, and that's really where I was like, I actually think I would be interested in being a realtor, which being a realtor is you're doing a ton of marketing all the time, anyway. Right. So um, that's really like what got me into it. Also, my mother in law is on my team. Shout out to Sandy. Um, but she was Woo-hoo. the one that I really <laughs> talked to to get me into this. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm actually really realizing that I have a passion for investment properties. Um I have two myself now. Um and I've been an agent for almost three years and during that time I've gotten to investment properties. So right now I'm working on one where I'm gonna have trouble nurses stay in it and uh we're just about to have it ready. It should be ready by next week and it's just really cool to, you know, I I truly believe in the power of real estate and using my money to make money. So that is what I'm doing and now I'm helping my clients buy investment properties themselves
1: and that, that with the travel nurses you are reducing the amount of turnover like an Airbnb would have and they're generally uh, good people you know they're gonna take care of your house and not trash it and not you know throw parties good the, the people that well, they're, gonna be, they're gonna be busy working <laughs> yeah. and, and they
0: are coming in from out of town so they don't know a bunch of people so <clears throat> it's, a, it's a great benefit I mean here's an interesting little fact I mean 90% of millionaires own real estate. 90% of millionaires own real estate. And, and when I say own real estate, that's not their own property they live in. That's mm-hmm. an investment property or more. Um, so <clears throat> when you're looking at the stock market and what's going on in other investments, you need to be diver- diversified. And real estate's a great way to do that. You, know, you put 25% down and buy a property and the returns are, are fantastic or can be fantastic if you do it right and have the right person counseling you and guiding you. And there's no other investment out there that allows you to purchase something with somebody else buying it for you. Because essentially, your tenants are buying the property for you. So, you know, Bree, your one investment property, the first one you started with, you've had for, what, a year and a half or so? Yep. As an investment property. Um, How's that experience been for you? What did you do to screen your tenant to make sure you got a good tenant? Maybe the wrong question. (laughs) what, What should you have done to, to screen your tenant, I mean.
2: Okay, so my first tenant, I mean, our first rental was our old house, and we were able to keep it and purchase a new house. And I, it felt like an open house weekend that I had because I had the rental market is insane right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you are out there trying to look for a rental property, like, it, I know it's super hard. Um, but I basically had an open house one weekend and I had a ton of people come through, but this guy, he was from Wisconsin and he FaceTimed me and he, he had references from when he rented apartments. Mm -hmm. Um, he actually was dating a travel nurse. So he's like, I do, I like, I know how to be a good tenant. Like I, I'm really good. I looked him up on forewarn too, which is an app that a lot of us realtors used I didn't see anything on his record. Um, he gave me two two months of rent right away, and he's just been solid. He's been great, and you know they. I don't know if I just lucked out or what, but he is just. I mean, a fantastic runner, and I'm very very lucky to have him. He signed a two year lease with us, so. You know,
0: I, th- I think the the tenants and renters. Um, very depending on what price point you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know if if you're out buying seventy-five, eighty thousand dollar homes, which are very difficult to get, and, and going for you know Section Eight or low income stuff, you're going to probably in- run into more issues. On paper, it looks like you're going to cash flow more, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it, you're going to run into more issues, uh, short term and long term potentially. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've got investment properties too. John's, John's done investments and and as investment properties. Um, different mindsets and there's a lot of different ways to do this I mean some people will tell you, you only buy you know $100,000 homes and rent them out and that's that's the routine some will say don't ever buy one in a, in a homeowners association um, some will say you know don't ever do an Airbnb I mean there are different ways to make money in real estate yep. investing we, commercial commercial. I mean you can buy commercial properties and, and lease those out we as a team do a retreat every year and for a couple years we've done um House out in
1: Wahoo,
0: mm-hmm. um, on Lake Wanahoo, and and you think, well, who the heck would build a house to use as an Airbnb in Wahoo, Nebraska? It's gorgeous. They built this gorgeous home, like a, it's like five bedroom cabin, mm-hmm. you know, gorgeous home, probably worth seven hundred thousand dollars, and if you go to rent that out, it's rented out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making a killing on on that property. They're doing so well. They built another house out there. Now, if somebody was talking to someone about building an Airbnb on Lake Wanahoo, most people would say, oh, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. It's never gonna work. They they are proving that it works and works extremely well, and it's great for family get-togethers or or large teams and everything, and it's kinda in between Lincoln and Omaha, essentially, so it's convenient from that standpoint, but just a great property, and, and that's something that a lot of people would never do. I bought my first rental when my son moving out to Fort Collins to go to graduate school. So we bought a town home in a homeowners association. And one of my mentors here who has been investing for 30 years said, don't buy in an HOA, Mike, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, listen, my son is not going to take care of the outside. <laughs> He's not going to mow. He's not going to remove snow. He's not yeah. going to do anything. He's going to be busy in school. And so, um, out there, I mean, you rent by the room and, and in Fort Collins, I get 850 a room, uh, and so essentially his tenants, his roommates, my tenants are paying the mortgage and HOA fee mm-hmm. uh, on that property. And my son's living there for free. Um, he's going to be there five, six years. And so I looked at it and said, okay, well, I can throw $50,000 away in rent, or I can make an investment in, in real estate and have the other tenants start paying that down and see great appreciation. Yep. Um, and I bought other properties here in Omaha, um not in HOAs, just single-family homes, and what I'm seeing for my return on money. When I say return on money, is what what did I invest personally out of pocket, and what return do I get on that? I'm seeing 22 to 25 percent return on my money.
1: Very nice. Um, can't you, do that right now.
0: Can't do that Stock's in the stock right market, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's consistent. Mm-hmm. And there are markets, you know. People always say, "Well, gosh, you know, I heard that the market's going to crash. You know, prices are going to plummet." No, they're not. Some parts of the country were seeing depre- you know, prices depreciate, yes, absolutely. Some of them are double digits, but it goes back to like 2008 and 2009 in those markets that were going up 40% a year, of course, they came back down hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Omaha has never seen those kinds of gains. We saw bigger gains here in the last few years, but even now we're still seeing a 6% uh, increase in prices year over year. So we're still seeing good gains. So you, you have those gains, plus then they're paying down your mortgage for you and you're cash flowing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we you know, have a different mindset than some people. We're a little bit older um, than Bree, um, or you know, other people, or other, other people. I won't go into John, but um, John's 49. Yeah. Um, but we look at it from the standpoint of taking all of our cash flow and paying those off. So that when we retire, it's just free cash flow that we're getting every month. And that's what we're looking at. Is like, you know, in, in 10 years when I retire, can I have $12,000 plus a, a month coming in that I'm not paying anything? i just free cash flow to, to live on and stuff in addition to retirement accounts and things like that. So i um, talking about investment properties. You know, most people have a ton of equity in their home. There are ways to finance that and do a HELOC and pull some equity out of your home or refinance um and, and you know that's a great opportunity as well and, and a lot of people go well I don't want to do that you know I'm just I'm incurring more debt no you're just moving equity from one house to another mm-hmm. you still have the equity it's still there um, you know you, yeah you're borrowing it as a HELOC but um, that is one way to finance the property as well
2: and that's actually I didn't do a HELOC but I actually did that with the travel nurse property and I actually um, my first rental house I do ha- I did I just moved it over but I had a lot of equity in it, and I basically took out, like, a second mortgage, and I had enough in there to cover the full payment of the new house, and that was how I was able to do it. I I didn't have to pull any money out of my personal bank account, anything like that. It all just went from one house to the other. OPM,
1: other people's money.
2: Other people's money. And that's the thing (laughs) you
0: got to do. you got to leverage other people's money, leverage the bank's money, Mm -hmm. because if you buy a property for cash in full, $150,000 property... Your cash on cash return is going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. You use other people's money. You buy let, four properties. You buy four properties instead of buying one hundred fifty thousand dollar property, and now you're gaining equity on all of those, and you're having your tenants pay down the mortgage on all of those. So, mm-hmm. um, John, you know, let's talk briefly about your experience in investment investments and in rental properties, and how you can help people based on your experience, and then also on the lending side.
1: I've bought and flipped over eight properties the last seven or eight years. And from my plan was to buy houses under Mm $60,000 and that panned out to be very well. Um, It was a really good investment for me. Um, I've been through the Section 8 process. I have regular tenants. I've had a veteran tenant. And so what's cool about Section 8 is based on what their income is and then Section 8 has a chart of basically how much rent is based on how many bedrooms the home has, and if the tenant has three children, they're in a four-bedroom house, uh, that might be $1,600 a month in rent, the rent payment would be. So if you're buying maybe a $70,000 house that has a four-bedroom, uh, you, you're cash flowing pretty well. It, as far as flipping goes, uh, I look at how much money am I going to have to put in that house? And I, I, I leave myself about a 10% uh, overage there just in case I go over budget. And, you know, I know I'm going to have to pay taxes when I go to sell that. Got to pay capital gains, yeah. Got to pay capital gains <clears throat> unless it's something called the 1031 exchange. So I've been through it, pretty much all of it. And I had a great mentor. He owns, uh, he's the largest single family home uh, investor in Omaha with over 200 properties in his portfolio. And he has been the, one of the greatest resources ever for, for me personally. And it's helped me gain uh, more knowledge about the real estate market in general. And again, I
0: mean, this goes back to you can do it a lot of different ways and mm-hmm. different price points and different areas and things like that. There's not just one way to make money in real estate. Mm-hmm. And again, 90% of millionaires own investment properties. So that tells you something. I mean, it tells you that it works. Bree, you, know, you talked about your personal home that you – as a rental when you moved. Um, now you've got this second property you bought and you're gonna rent it out to traveling nurses. Um, so how did you come up with that idea and, and what did you look at when you were looking for a home as far as location and amenities and, and how did you factor all those things in?
2: So I actually was a travel nurse recruiter before I did the marketing gig for real estate agents. Okay. So um, I, you know, I had knowledge of that. Um, just through working at the staffing firm that I was at and then um I don't know with being a realtor and this is why you work with a realtor and you say like I'm looking for investment properties somebody came to me and was like hey I would like to sell my house can you help me out so I went over and I took a look at it and I liked the location um it's near hospitals um the property is in Benson so um, a lot of cool stuff around there for entertainment and everything Mm -hmm. um you know, I, I, the street looked really clean, um, all the houses looked really upkept, so I was like, I really like this house, like, maybe I want to buy it, so, you know, I talked to him about, like, you know, if if we could work on this together, I I would really appreciate, like, I would appreciate it, and I would love to buy this home from you, and he was on board with it, and so, I mean, just sometimes things kind of fall into your lap, you know, somebody, and it, it just works out for you, and
1: as far as the, the travel nurses finding them is there like a website or something that people go to
2: yes and actually um jill on our team is she has um a travel nurse rental like one street over so i got talking to her about it she told me that she puts hers on Furnish. Mm-hmm. Okay. and it and on there you can see like how far away the houses are from the hospitals in the area so yeah it's really cool to see because I do know that like some nurses they're on call and they can't be so far from the hospital they Mm -hmm. have to make it to the hospital in a certain amount of time so there's things like that you have to keep into consideration when finding rentals like
0: that and and also just from a convenience standpoint for them you know can they get around easily can they you know whether they're let's say over by UNMC and and can they just walk over to Blackstone can they walk to work Mm -hmm. you know is it convenient Mm -hmm. um 25 minutes away and and there's nothing around that they want to do or just hang out and, and enjoy themselves in their off time so
2: right. right and you know a lot of nurses they work 312 so what do they do with the other four days they want to be in a nice cool area right. so
0: so it comes yeah. down to location and what you're what you're trying to accomplish with a with a investment property and there's tons of options and, and you know I see homes every single week that are coming up that are a great investment Mm opportunities. Um, and so people talk about the shortage of inventory in the market right now, but even with the shortage of inventory, there are exceptional opportunities for rentals, um, and the flip properties and things like that. So, you know, if you want to have this discussion and and look at investing, we'll be having an investor seminar coming up, um, and we'll get that out on social media and everywhere else, um, to kind of dig in really deep and look at all the numbers and real life examples. But, um, you know, in the meantime, you can always stop by brie.themetropros.com. That's b-r-e-e.themetropros.com. That's Brie's website. You can check out her information, um, learn a little bit more about her. You can reach out to her, ask her questions. Um, through that website, you can get in touch with John as well, talk, talk about financing options and how to do that. And uh, we'll help you all along the way. And really, it's analyzing the numbers and making mm-hmm. sure you're comfortable with the numbers and then making sure you're getting a good tenant who's gonna take care of your property and, and uh, you know, not have a bunch of turnover every few months. I mean, my daughter, when she moved out of town, she decided to lease her house out and uh, she got a, a PhD student at UNMC to sign a two and a half year lease.
1: Perfect. Now she wants to
0: sign another year and a half lease, which is fine with my daughter. So yeah. that'll be a four year lease with a, a single woman PhD student at UNMC. Well. You know, if you're in a PhD program, you don't have a whole lot of time to party and yeah. and, and trash houses. So, you know, you're you gonna take care of things. And and she's she's a great tenant for my daughter. But uh, lots of opportunities. Stop by brie.themetropros.com. Check it out. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Hope hope to um, get some ideas from you as well and what you want to have us talk about and cover. We'd love to hear that. And uh, we'll uh, get the next podcast going and see you all next week.